ever since men created the first weapon out of sticks and stones. War has always been our nature. And in the Great War, no place was more devastating than that of no man's land. For in the trenches that ran both sides of this horrible conflict, the only safety that the men knew were in the underground tunnels. But for one man, a man named Henry, he will learn that the true horror that awaits him is not in the dead, barren lands above. It'll come from within. The Bunker. Welcome, my friends, to the Pixel Horror Video Game Podcast. The show where each episode, we're going to take a look at different games, all featuring the same theme of, you guessed it, horror. We're going to be looking at the good, the bad, and hopefully the scary. We're going to be looking at everything from those big AAA titles you know and love, all the way down to those small indies you might not even heard of yet. I'm going to be your host on this little journey into the darkness, Duke. Nuke McCracken. So for this week's episode, we'll be taking a look at a fairly recently released game called Amnesia, The Bunker. Actually released a couple months ago in August of 2023. You can pick this up on most major PC stores, as well as Xbox and even PlayStation. Now let's talk a little bit about the company behind them. Frictional Games released their first game back in 2007, known as Penumbra. A little horror game that didn't quite launch them into the real big fame that they were hoping for, of course. But after a few more years, they were able to release a little bit more known game called Amnesia The Dark Descent. Which actually managed to propel them to being quite a popular game, or game company. Let's talk a little bit about the company behind this. Frictional Software is a small Swedish indie developer. They got their start back in the early 2000s and released a couple of games known as the Number Series. While they were fairly popular horror games for people that actually got to try them out, it never really quite launched Frictional into being the stars that you know everybody hopes to be. But a few years after the last Number game, they released a little co in 2010 known as Amnesia the Dark Descent, which really helped popularize the whole idea of the psychological horror genre, where you're going to be basically just kind of walking around the world, not a lot of options to really defend yourself. The real idea is to hide from the enemies and not fight. Their following title, Amnesia Pig for Machines, was actually handed off to a different developer, well, they started a completely different game known as Soma. 
another well-received game for them, which they turned around and followed up with a, another true sequel to Amnesia called Amnesia the Rebirth. These all have been fairly well-known popular games, none that quite hit in the same way as Amnesia the Dark Descent quite caught on to. But in 2023, they sought to be able to try to do something a little bit different with the formula that they're known for. So they started working on this game, which they released in August. Now, typically their games are, yeah, kind of those wall walking simulators. You don't always get to see the various enemies, and generally the idea is just to hide and look for notes and particular items. They're fairly linear games, but they want to do something new. So what they decided to create was a kind of semi-open world. Or you're not going to be able to go just anywhere quite you want, but you have a little bit more larger play areas. You can even kind of go and tackle some different areas in order that you wanted. And they also did something a little bit different from their other titles. That they actually gave you a way that you kind of fight back in, defend yourself. Granted, most of the enemies in this, or the actual prime enemy in this game, you never actually fully kill, but at least gives you something you could temporarily kind of drive them back with. Now, Amnesia the Dark Set never really was quite my game. I played it when it first came out. Had some fun with it, but it never really caught me in the way that some other games do. I'd put down, team come back, and never have really truly gone back to it. But after seeing the demo and kind of reading a little bit about this game, I picked it up. Actually, on Pond's release, and actually had a really good time with it. This is a game I would definitely recommend for people that have a love for the horror genre. And if you have Game Pass, this is a free title. So yeah, don't pass it up. Definitely check it out. So, and Amnesia the Bunker. We're going to be playing as a World War I soldier. He's going to be waking in the medical wing of an underground bunker after having been injured during a, well, a little bit of a patrol. And he's going to find that while everybody else seems to be, well, a little on the dead side, there's actually something that is alive. Something quite horrible. It's going to be up to our little protagonist here to find a way to escape. Now, there's quite a few characters in this game. Most of these people, you're only going to really kind of learn about their notes and, well, finding their, you know, kind of dead bodies. But there are going to be a few characters you do kind of get to meet. Let's first talk about our protagonist. We're going to be taking the troll's ass. Soldat Henry Clement. A French World War I soldier that had been constricted into the army during the early days of the war and has found himself stationed on the French Western Front at the place otherwise known as No Man's Land. A young man who's going to be finding himself in a terrible situation. Let's just put it that way. Next, we have our best friend, Soldat Augustine Lambert. Another French soldier who's been stationed with us for quite a while. We managed to make quite a few friends. He does have a family, including a young child back home that he's hoping to get back for. And, well, as we're going to find out, he's going to be playing a fairly important role here. We also have Soldat Beaujard. Another fellow French soldier who's unfortunately been on the less forgiving side of this mysterious creature that has been stalking the bunker. 
is actually one of the few remaining survivors left. Finally, we have Stefan Jobart, who's actually a sergeant that is over most of the soldiers, over here at this little bitty bunker. And unfortunately, yeah, he's not well liked by the people working under him. And due to some decisions he makes, yeah, it's going to be a little understandable. Now we have, let's talk about our antagonist. So our primary antagonist that we're going to be encountering the most throughout the bunker is the Beast, also known as the Stalker. A mysterious creature that has appeared in the bunker and is, well, quite violent. It seems to be its only real goal is just to murder in Maine. One that it does fairly well, one that it does, I would say, fairly well. Now, fortunately, whatever this creature is, it is highly strong, quick, and very resilient, as despite all these soldiers' efforts to try and, well, take down this beast, nothing seems to really do much except for drive it away for a little while, just for it to come back a little bit more angry. We also will encounter some little, little bit rodents, just simply known as the rats. Now, not just any ordinary rats. These seem to be a little on the mutated side, a little bit more larger than a normal rat. A little, well, not really little. I'd say a whole lot uglier. And they really seem to prey on the dead. Now, fairly easy to avoid and get around with. If you do get too close to them, they will be happy to take a few little nibbles at you. So it's actually going to be one of the few times you do want to use some resources and try to clear these out. And also, if you are bleeding, yeah, they will be happy to follow the little scent of blood. And, well, yeah, they're happy to try and take their food on the go. Now, our last antagonist we're going to meet is another soldier. Soldat Toussaint Bufoy. A soldier that, well, as we're going to talk about, has somewhat lost his mind. He's managed to be able to survive, though, by taking shelter in a particular part of the bunker. Unfortunately, he is protecting a particular item we do need, and we're going to have to encounter him at one point. In order to engage the beast, yeah, this game does give us some items which to try and turn the tides what we can. Starting with the pistol. Fairly basic six-shot revolver. It does feel a little heavy and cumbersome. There's not a particularly large amount of ammo. Firing the thing is fairly loud. So if you're needing it to pop open certain doors and stuff, just be warned that you may be deaf. Well, not maybe, you're definitely definitely attracting some tension your way. Ammo for it, while not particularly plentiful, you're definitely going to find it a lot more of it than the other, well, traditional weapons you're going to find in this game. Now, one or two shots, while it won't kill the beast, can kind of stun him and send him kind of running off. So be warned that if you do send him running, make sure to get whatever it is you're trying to get done and, yeah, get somewhere safe. So our second traditional weapon we want to come across is the shotgun. One that it's going to be a little difficult to get because, yeah, 
someone is going to be using this gun. He doesn't mind using it on you. Well, this thing is quite powerful. Rounds for it are extremely rare. I think I only found like three in the whole game. And it is highly recommended. You probably want to save these rounds for the very, very end. Because, yeah, they're particularly helpful in the last encounter. You also find a few various explosives, such as grenades, some gas grenades, and even some flares. Now, the grenades are particularly helpful as they can actually be used to blow open doors. They can send the beast running fairly easily, but be very careful in throwing them as, yeah, just like any ordinary grenade. It doesn't go off immediately, so make sure you time and be careful about where you're throwing it. And this will definitely bring the beast for you. So if you're going to use this pop open door, throw it at the door and you might as well immediately run back to the safe place. Now the flare is a little more helpful as it can actually be used to dry back the rats as they don't like the light, bright lights as well as the beast as it is very sensitive to the lights. The gas grenades on the other hand I didn't find particularly useful. They can be used to kind of dry back rats and stuff. But if you're going to be using them, make sure you have the gas mask. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait for it to dissipate. And yeah, they're just going to come pretty much right scampering on back. Now, there are also quite a few various items that you're going to want to be keeping an eye open for. Because they're going to prove very, very valuable in your time in the bunker. Starting with the crank flashlight. A German-made flashlight it has a little pull string that pull a few times, kind of crank up a light. Gonna be a highly highly valuable item as a lot of the bunkers gonna be fairly dark now be warned cranking this thing does make noise remember the beast likes noise so make careful that when you're using it and don't overdo it and yeah be careful just be careful we're also gonna get the lighter which is another source of light, while much quieter than the flashlight, doesn't offer a great deal of illumination, but it's highly useful for lighting puddles of oil, for fuel, as well as lighting Molotov cocktails. You're also going to find various tools like bolt cutters and wrenches, which you're going to need in order to break your way through various doors. And perhaps one of the most valuable items you're going to come across with is the fuel. Now, in your safe area, there is going to be a generator. And you're, yeah, you're going to want to keep this thing pretty well fueled. By turning it on, you can actually activate the lights inside the bunker. Which will help keep the beast in his little tunnels. But, yeah, be warned that he can't still come out. He just doesn't like the light. But it doesn't mean you're guaranteed to be safe. But it does make exploring those areas, especially the far out ones, a lot more safer. Now the story in this game not going to be quite as straightforward as you see in a lot of games. A lot of it is going to be told through various notes and as well as pictures and things like that that you're going to be picking up. It's going to be kind of up to you to piece together what's happening. Well, it's not straightly given to you. It is actually fairly interesting once you kind of figure out what's been going on. So it's also going to make it a little bit harder to tell through the narrative of the game. 
So we're going to be trying to talk about more, well, chronological order would be the easiest way to do it. So the game starts with Henry and his friend Augustine. They're actually in the middle of an assault, with Henry jumping down into some trenches on the German side. While running through the trenches, this basically serves as a tutorial area, kind of teaching you how to use your handgun, as well as the various grenades, and even you'd be able to pick up, you know, some big giant bricks to break down doors. Something which I very, very quickly forgot about, and would have been very helpful to have remembered several hours later, when I kept getting killed very, very violently by the beast, by, well, chunking grenades at a door and trying to hide underneath tables and stuff. Yeah. Time I did remember that this was a thing. Yeah, I could have avoided a lot of deaths. But hey, hopefully you'll remember if you get your chance. Eventually, as we reach the end of those little trenches, the Germans do, well, actually what did what everybody was kind of doing in World War I. They threw a bunch of chemical weapons down to the trenches. But fortunately for us, our friend Augustine jumps down into the trenches with the gas mask and say it will save us. So sometime after this little tutorial area, the French, while working in their underground bunkers and doing, well, some more digging, because, hey, what else are you going to do? They actually managed to stumble upon some underground caves. And inside these caves, they find a bunch of what they initially presumed to be some Roman ruins. Ones that actually kind of lead off into the direction of the German trenches. They think to themselves that, hey, this will make life a whole lot easier than having to dig this all ourselves. They start exploring their way through there, hoping to find a way over to the German side so that they can launch a nice surprise attack. Now, after opening up these ruins and people start kind of going in there, the soldiers that were underground in these bunkers yeah, started having various odd dreams and weren't feeling quite so great. So naturally they blame, well, these rather creepy looking ruins. So after trying to, well, talk to their officers and get them to maybe do a little something about it, the officers kind of refuse and so, well, they grow desperate because quite honestly, how many bad nightmares can you have in a row for? You eventually just kind of lose a little bit. So several of these soldiers decide to get together and they hatch a plan to blow up the entrance to these or these tunnels in the hopes that whatever it is that's been causing this nightmares and hallucinations to them will hopefully come to an end. Now, while doing this little plan, one of these soldiers named Toussaint, who was actually one of the first soldiers to go into these Roman ruins and had gone deeper than anybody else, started been driving a little mad as he started experiencing some very weird visions of different, basically what seemed to be oculate-type rituals, as well as other horrific things that don't seem to be of this world. He ends up hatching a little plan to, well, he wants to stay here. So while everybody else is setting up the various explosives, he breaks away from the group and wanders in deeper. Eventually, they just assume that, well, he went back to the, well, his bed, 
And so they end up blowing the entrance to the Roman ruins. And when the officers find out that this was no mere accident, understandably, they're a little angry. So they were able to come together and figure out who did this and, well, more you do bad things and, well, bad things unfortunately tend to happen to you. They were a little tortured and eventually killed by the officers. Now, after this time, Henry and Augustine are both, you know, just kind of chilling out under the bunkers that they just finally made it there. When their leader, Joe Bart, believing that possibly one of these two men might have been a fellow conspirator on there, decides to give him a little test. So he tells them that one of them needs to go out on patrol. He's going to let them make the decision for himself. So, being great friends, they decide to, well, let Chance play a little, little decision-making in this. They decide to play a little bit of a dice game. But, poor Augustine, yeah, he got cheated a little bit. Good old, his, well, his good friend Henry, yeah, he did a little trickery and was able to win the game, which forced Augustine to go on the patrol that night. Next morning, Henry wakes up and finds that Augustine has yet to return. Looking around the bunker, he's unable to find his friend. And while talking to some of the dispatch officers, learns that Augustine never came back. Now, knowing that he did a very bad thing, kind of cheating here. And also knowing that, you know, this was his friend and his friend was, you know, had a child at home. Here he comes very much overwhelmed, taken with grief. So that night, when everybody else is sleeping, he sneaks out of the bunker and goes looking for Augustine. Luckily, for too long, while wandering the beautiful, beautiful landscapes of No Man Land, he comes across a giant crater and finds Augustine laying inside, having ignited a flare in an attempt to find help. So Henry, throwing a rope around a tree, jumps down into the crater to check on Augustine. Well, unfortunately, Augustine is pretty, pretty badly injured. So Henry, trying to make his friend feel a little better, pulls his canteen and fills it from a small spring that seems to be down in this crater. Now, the water here is a little, little odd. We should have been... Well, Henry probably shouldn't have been so quick to give him his water, but hey, you got to take care of your friends. So giving Henry, or Henry giving Augustine a drink, he then lifts him out of the crater, and they start their journey back home. Or, not really back home, back to the bunker. But on their journey, the Germans notice that they're kind of trying to sneak away through No Man's Land, which is completely unacceptable, and they open fire on them. Now, trying to run around with all the gear that a normal soldier carries is hard enough as it is. Doing so with a full-grown man on your back is particularly gruesome. But he doesn't make it for too far before they're almost hit by a mortar strike. Now, Henry is pretty badly injured. And very quickly blackens out. But luckily for him, 
Augustine has suddenly started to regain his strength. And picking up his now injured friend Henry, is able to carry him back to the French side of the, the war. Upon getting checked out, it's found that Henry has taken a little bit of brain damage, is having a great deal of trouble trying to remember things. And yeah, if you played any of the other, well, Amnesia games, you know that Amnesia plays a small part in their game, especially in the beginning. And this is going to be true for our primary hero. Augustine, on the other hand, seems to be fully recovered. Going from can't even crawl out of a giant crater to back to his full strength, maybe a little more. But quickly passes off as being just a little bit of battlefield luck. Now, in the days afterwards, everything seems to be normal, at least as normal as they're going to be when you're stuck in a bunch of trenches and bunkers on the wonderful, wonderful place of No Man's Land. But things start to take a odd turn. As the soldiers start hearing various scratchings and howlings throughout the night. Eventually, while enjoying a meal, a rather large, horrendous looking creature bursts in on one of their mills and starts to violently, violently attack one of their own. While they're able to drive him back with various pistol shots, and thinking that perhaps the creature ran off to die wherever it came from, they find that it quickly comes back and finishes the job. Over the course of the next several days, the creature continually reappears, killing more and more people. Though eventually we only have, well, a couple soldiers left. Now, the officers, being the brave and caring people, knowing that it is their duty to take care of those under them, had initially kind of blew this all off, but once the people I started dying, pushed very hard for the soldiers to go out and kill this beast. And despite the soldiers' protest that, despite with all the guns and explosives they've been throwing at this thing, just seems to do a lot of nothing, they continue to beat the people to go on find us. Eventually realizing that whatever this thing is, is well, a little out of the ordinary. The officers do the only right call. Only right call for them, that is. And that they flee the bunker, exploding the entrance, causing it to cave in, leaving the rest of the soldiers stuck underneath with this horrible beast. Now, Stefan, who is one of their leaders, feels a little bit of guilty over what he was doing. I mean, this isn't quite right. So, in order to give the people that are left in there some hope of escaping, he leaves a little note telling them that once they're free of the bunker with the other officers, they'll try and figure out the codes to the arsenal area and then radio it back to them so hopefully that they can retrieve what they need in order to blow their own way out. Now, several days later, young Henry finally awakens. He awakens to... Something that is not particularly great. Everyone around him seems to be dead. And not just dead, but actually very badly mutilated, torn up. Something you don't want to wake up to, especially after you've been in a coma for quite a few days. 
So wandering his way through these now empty hallways, we eventually come across a fellow soldier and one of the few remaining survivors. Soldat Bozrand quickly informs us that some sort of monster has appeared in the bunker and has killed everybody else. And he was seeking to try and gather the items needed in order to explode the tunnel entrance. Hopefully that he could escape. Unfortunately, the beast caught up with him and had injured him quite badly. And he's fairly realistic and realizes that he's not going to make it. So he hands you his pistol, asking you for one favor. To end it for him. He couldn't do it himself because he had used up all of his ammo. It tells you of a closet nearby where you can retrieve more. But as you run and grab your ammo and come back, fortunately, the beast gets there first. And hopefully, Blizzron goes fairly quickly. I have a feeling that, yeah, he probably would much prefer the pistol. But with the pistol in hand, we're able to shoot a lock on a chain door. And we're able to make our way into the command center here. There's one of the very, very few safe places in the game you're going to find. Not only does this contain the generator, which is going to prove highly invaluable, as it's the only way to light the whole bunker. It's going to have a small lantern, which you could check to save the, to save the game. As well as a small storage shed. Or storage box that you can put various items in. And finally, the two doors that are leading into this place are both metal with metal locks. Now, these are about the only doors that the beast can't get through. This is going to be a place you're going to want to spend quite a bit of time, especially as you try to plan out what you're doing. Now, there are a few things that you do need to keep in mind here. Now, inventory is going to be fairly limited to you. You're going to be very careful about what you take with you. You'll be able to find some various little pouches that are going to expand out your inventory line and carry more. But your box actually has a limited inventory too, which I found out quite a few hours later. And you're going to make sure that as you're picking things up, pick up the truly valuable stuff. Don't be picking up a bunch of random bottles and meat and other items that you aren't going to use as you can't readily just drop them and pick them up again later. Either you use them and it's gone, or yeah, you just kind of put yourself in a little corner. Now finally, the generator, well, yeah, it doesn't last forever, and you are going to have to find cans of fuel throughout to keep it fairly well fueled. Now you're going to get quite a bit of time with it, but as fuel is fairly limited, you want to make sure that you're using it very wisely. Now for Henry to escape the bunker, he's going to have to find a couple items. Not only is he going to have to find the dynamite, which in order for him to even get to, he's going to need the codes to the arsenal. We'll have to make his way to the communication room in order to obtain. He's also going to have to find the charging handle for the box in order to actually activate the dynamite. Before he can do any of that, He's going to have to turn off the lockdown that have been put in place. That shuts off the outer areas of the game. And upon finding the little handle that we need in order to activate it, we're going to turn this on and yeah, we're going to have to explore some fairly dangerous places.
Now, it's at this point where the game is going to kind of open up for you, allow you to pretty much explore as you want to. As you're going to be able to have to go to the soldiers' quarters, the arsenal, the prison, and finally maintenance. And you're going to be looking for various items in order to open the various doors, all the while trying to avoid the beast and these rather heavily mutated rats. Upon exploring the soldiers' quarters in the prison, we're able to obtain the valuable items we need or make our way into the depths of the arsenal. We're able to get the codes and we're able to grab the dynamite. Now, for the last part, we're going to have to go deeper than ever. Making our way into maintenance, we're actually going to have to find our ways into the Roman tunnels that have been blocked off before. But inside the Roman tunnels, well, at first it's going to seem a little safe as actually the beast will not follow you here. There's even a nice little lantern where you can save your game. But it turns out, yeah, Henry is not quite all the way alone here. Wandering the now... Wandering these very haunting-looking ruins is former soldier, Soldat Dussant. A man who'd been so driven so crazy that he actually ripped out his own eyeballs. And he's armed with, yeah, the shotgun. Now, you can actually choose to avoid him if you want, if you're feeling super sneaky. Something is not particularly easy, but most people are going to want this rather valuable item he has. So, with some luck, you're able to gun down Tersant, grab a shotgun, and we're going to be able to find the charging handle. With the charging handle now in his possession, Henry actually explores a little further into these tunnels, where he actually finds a way out. Unfortunately, this way out leads him into a giant crater, one that he has actually seen before. As this crater is actually the same one they had found his friend, Augustine, in. The one with the mysterious water at its middle. And searching it, you can find a fairly unique item. A stuffed rabbit. With the stuffed rabbit and our charging handle recession, it's time to try and make our final escape. But Henry makes his way back to the main quarters and sets up the explosives as well as the charging handle. Now, if you're very careful on reading the notes, we actually can learn the true identity of this beast. And there's actually another clue to this, well, his identity, if you're using a particular item when the beast is around you. The item is that stuffed rabbit. As you read the various notes that Augustine had left behind, we come to find out that something in that water that Henry had given him seems to have transformed him in some way. As he starts being overfilled with certain urges and desires, barely violent ones. Eventually, after a few days of being in the bunker and having returned, he starts to feeling a little itchy and not quite right. Eventually, he starts to transform, transform into the beast. Unable to control himself, he finds himself murdering all of his fellow soldiers, one by one. With the tunnel leading out of the bunker finally exploded open, Henry starts to make his way through, instead finds himself falling into a pit, which ends up bringing him down further and deeper 
into the Roman tunnels, which the, well, French soldiers have been trying to dig open before everything got shut down in an effort to find the way to the, over to the German side for their little snake attack. But as in here, in these great ruins, which seem to be built over a giant pit, that we find ourselves confronting the beast one final time. Now, you can choose to try and avoid him if you want, and perhaps climb your way out over the ruins to make your escape. Or if you're feeling particularly brave, you can use your shotgun, your pistol, your various explosives, as well as a very, very valuable item, that rabbit once again. Throw the rabbit in front of the beast as he's coming toward you. He's happy to stop and, well, check it out a little bit and play with it. Why? Well, because Augustine had actually promised his young boy that when he returned back from the war, he'd bring him a stuffed animal. And this stuffed animal he actually had on his possession when he went on patrol and had lost it when Henry came to save him. Now, no matter how many shots you fire into this thing, whether it's your pistol, your shotgun, or any of your various explosives and Molotovs, you cannot kill the beast through ordinary means. What you're going to have to do here is lead this monster onto one of the little various wooden bridges that's across these ruins and use your shotgun and explosives to blow the bridge out from under him and send this creature down into the darkness below. Now, depending on how you choose to do things here, you can get a couple of different endings. If you let the beast survive, you find your little tunnel out and you're able to escape into another giant crater with the beast falling behind you. Finally free of the tunnels, the beast roars and takes off into the unknown. The German soldiers, having heard this roar, come charging to take Henry prisoner. If you choose to fight the beast and send him into one of the pits below, you escape the tunnels and the beast is forever trapped down there. Unfortunately for Henry, there may not be a happy ending for him, because he still hears the sounds of the German troops coming for him. Hopefully he finds some way to escape, but sadly, we'll never know for sure. Now it's possible to get a third ending here. If in the event that you actually knocked off the end of these bridges down to the darkness below, Henry will awaken himself on the ground, or find him, Henry will find himself awakening on the ground. But in the distance will be a couple red eyes. Ones that upon seeing him, charge him very quickly. A couple eyes belonging to some sort of shadow. Now the game does actually have a few connections to their previous games. When you're down in the Roman tunnels by Chassant, there's actually a statue of a man standing. And if you look carefully at the statue's right arm, he's holding an orb. An item which has been Valuable in the other games, specifically Amnesia of the Rebirth, Amnesia of the Dark Descent. As these orbs seem to belong to these otherworldly creatures that are trying to make their way into their world. And that mysterious water that Henry gives Augustine might seem to be some form of the ghoulish water seen in Amnesia of the Rebirth that the protagonist and her fellow people assume in the game that turns them into monstrous ghouls. I believe that Henry came out a little bit different than they did 
possibly due to his exposures of various chemicals that were used during World War I. After beating the game, you actually can go back in and replay it. The game actually does offer a fairly amount of good replayability, as a lot of the items that normally on most first playthroughs are going to be on pretty much the same places, they get randomized a little bit. It's going to be up to you to kind of find them, because they're going to be pretty much just about anywhere. So what you're going to be experiencing could be quite a bit different. And ever since Halloween, they actually had a new patch that came out. It actually opens up new options where you can kind of customize the gameplay a little bit and change various settings and offer you some new challenges. All right. So that is Amnesia the Bunker. So for our next episode, yeah, I think we're going to do another indie title. Kind of bounce back and forth between big titles and some small indie ones. I think we're going to be doing a little game called Midnight Submersion. If you'd like to check it out, you can actually grab that on Steam or even PlayStation. It's a small little horror title, only a few hours. It's, well, I'll just say that my view on the game's not quite the same as quite a few others. And after Midnight Submersion, we'll be taking a look at Scorn. After that, I haven't quite made any decisions just yet. I think we will do something a little different. We might actually be looking at a horror-based RPG. All right, so thank you everybody for joining me. If you'd like to message me, I'd love to hear from you. You can actually email me at pixelhorrorpodcast at gmail.com or you can message me on Twitter at JustNukeGaming. If you'd like to check out a playthrough of this, I actually do have one available on my YouTube channel, which you can find on YouTube at Just Nukem Gaming. And I'll have a link down in the description below. Finally, if you'd like to support the channel. And finally, if you'd like to support the show, there's actually a few ways you could do it. Help out for free. Just make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Leave a good review. All wonderful little free things that you can do that helps out a lot. And if you'd like to help out a little more, I have a link down in the description. You go in, throw a few dollars my way. Every little bit counts. It just helps us keep gaming. All right, guys. So thank you for joining me. I definitely appreciate y'all a lot. Make sure you email me. Send me those little messages. Let me know what you think about this game. As well as anything you might like me to check out. I'd love to hear what y'all have to say. So guys, until next time, make sure you keep those flashlights handy, stay out of those dark corners, and try your best to survive until dawn.